On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, spring football has started and Michigan State has added some players and lost some players and added a old number back to the rotation. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Wednesday, March 24th. The year is 2021. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my rockin' the number one co-host, Matt Sheehan. That's right. Charles Rogers, may God rest his soul. Um, back in action, man. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. But, uh, well, I gotta say, haven't been right since reading the news today that it is the end of the Jack Heinrichs era at Michigan State. That's... It's tough, Will. It's tough, tough pill to swallow, but we'll get through it together, I think. We'll His last together. name is Hendricks. See, shows you how much I <laughs> am dialed in on um, him. Sorry, I don't mean to make fun. I just literally picked one name to um, joke about the era ending. So, yeah. I might be the only person who knows who Jack Hendricks is, former walk-on tackle. I uh, doesn't even show up on Google when you look him Wisconsin. up. <laughs> yeah, never wow. actually appeared. Wow. I don't look know if you. he really dressed ever for Michigan State. Yep, he's one of uh, a handful of players who are not on the uh, the football team that were on the football team last year, which we are going to talk about. We'll talk about a couple new additions, and uh, yeah, we'll get into Jaden Reed wearing the number one, which is well, you know, we'll save our opinion for it uh, in a little bit. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah. Day. I want to start with. Uh, uh, I want to start with Jaden Reed, but we'll save it. We'll okay. save it. Fine. We'll save sure. it. A little dessert for uh, everyone at the yeah, end here. We'll save. Right. We'll save it. Let's let's start with uh, a couple of additions. To the Michigan State football program, Matt. Please, well, yeah, it's been yes. a nice little 48 yes. hours here for your Michigan State Spartans. Yes, on Monday, Michigan State secured the commitment of one Malik Spencer, who is a defensive back from the state of Georgia, plays at Buford. Uh, we briefly mentioned um, at the end of Monday's show that Buford is a really good football school, and Michigan State is recruiting multiple players from that school right now in the class of 2022. They have a bunch of Division One guys in Michigan State's recruiting. And, yeah, Malik Spencer is the top-rated player in Michigan State's class. He's number 534 in the country, an 87-ish uh, player. Good recruit, offers from Arizona State, Auburn, Colorado. Uh, Michigan offered him last month. Indiana, Georgia Tech, Kansas State, Kentucky, Miami, Minnesota, Nebraska, Pittsburgh, UCF, USC, Vanderbilt, and West Virginia. So, you know, that, USC. That's all? That's it? Yeah. USC right. stands out. Miami stands out. Michigan stands out. Certainly Auburn, Arizona State as high-level schools that you're competing with. And I think it kind of came down to Michigan State and Miami. And uh, Traveris Tillman. Mm-hmm. Played a big role in that, his Georgia roots. Mel Tucker has some Georgia roots as well. The coaches down there know these guys. And, of course, Harlan Barnett, a little bit of familiarity with the South uh, two years at FSU, but just 
very well respected as a defensive backs coach. And that's a, a formidable trio of recruiters for any defensive back. And yeah, Michigan State lands Malik Spencer, and it will not be the first. Well, it's not the first. It's their second player from the state of Georgia. It will not be the last player that Michigan State gets from the state of Georgia. That's pretty clear, Matt, through a, a year plus, a year and a month, that Georgia is going to be a very important state for the Mel Tucker era at MSU. Uh, no complaints there with that strategy, Will. Uh, I also got a, a question. How long can I use the folksy, oh, well, a defensive back out of Georgia always seems to work out well <laughs> at Michigan State uh, after Darquez Denard has graduated in 2014. How much longer do I have to use that whenever Michigan State gets a D-back from the Peach State? Yeah, you could forever. You can use it because it seems to be holding up like pretty well still. I mean, you even just look at the Ohio, recent guys. Man. Like, yeah, the two states that are just blossoming with talent. Uh, and I mean, also recently too. I mean, Ricky White, Jordan Simmons. I, yeah. I would say yep. those are working out yeah. pretty well so far. I yep. mean, just however many games they played last year, they seem to be okay. I would say is you know one of them dropped 190 something yards on Michigan's dome in the first uh, real game that he played. Fun times, Will. Yeah, no, Georgia. Hey, if you're from Georgia, you can play ball at Michigan State. I, I will not complain. Yeah. No hot takes there for me. Uh, Georgia's a state that has, in just in the 2022 class, uh, 34 composite four-star players. Jesus, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. And this is a really, like, Michigan, this is a good year for Michigan. I'll pull it up right now. I think it's, like, 10, maybe 11. Uh, yeah, I think composite. it's 10. Yeah. And that's... <clears throat> You know, there's been years where it was two. One year was Kalon Gervin and um, the Hutchinson kid who ended up going to Michigan State. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, 34, four, actually, there's 34 stars and four or five, five stars in Georgia. Uh, Michigan, state of Michigan has one composite five star and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, four ah, stars. And one. again, this is a really good year for. Michigan recruiting there's there's a bunch of really good talented players in the state of Michigan this year so yeah Georgia is a place that uh (laughs) that you want to invest your recruiting time in it's one of the best places in the country uh to get talent so honest hours will honest hours uh, a, a Michigan four star is is not the same as a Georgia four star. Yeah. A Michigan four star is probably closer to par with what a Georgia three star is. If if we're gonna keep it completely real right now, um, of course I would. If you're a Michigan four star uh, listening to this podcast, we would still love to have you in East Lansing, Michigan. Come on by. It's beautiful this time of year. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the kids from Georgia though here over Michigan to kind of yeah. further uh, add more to your thesis here. If you just look at here, I'll pull up 2021. The Georgia kids that fall outside of like, okay, these are obvious four five star kids, super highly rated. Like if you go beyond that to the level where it's like Malik Spencer is an 87, which is a really nice rating. Um, yeah, definitely. Yep. He's gonna end up uh, as one of the better, maybe not like the best, but somewhere five six seven range in this class. Maybe mm-hmm. a little higher if his recruiting gets bumped up. Right, he's gonna he's gonna be a solid player, but like beyond the the really high level kids, I'm just gonna go to the three stars here. Okay, so there was thirty last year in Georgia. Here's a three star from Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, UCLA, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Louisville, 
Miami, Pitt, Kentucky, Minnesota, Florida State, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech, Stanford, Kentucky. That's the top five. That's rounding out the top five. These are all three-star kids. South Carolina, Georgia, Virginia, Virginia, Auburn, Utah, Vanderbilt, Stanford, Nebraska. You're getting the point, Matt. Mm-hmm. Right. You can go well beyond the top 50 kids in Georgia and find SEC recruits. Ole Miss has a couple of kids ranked in the 70s. Nebraska, number 72 player out of Georgia. Like, it is just, it's loaded up top, and it's deep. There are hundreds, literally, more like 100-plus legitimate Power 5 recruits in Georgia every single year. And I know that, you know, after a commit, especially over the summer, we hop on it when, like, we talk about the good things with this, these three stars and their upside. Like, I, I, this is one I feel really good about, though. Like, oh, it yeah. was weird writing, like, the, just the quick hitter piece for the only colors that he committed. It's like, three-star Malik Spe- it's like That, that kind of seems weird. Like, it, not all three stars are the same, definitely. Yeah. If you don't know this by now, yeah. then you're going to find out here pretty soon. But, like, this, this one felt like a super important one that they wanted to get. Yeah. Especially early at- on in their recruitment. You know, I, I certainly care about the stars, and stars matter, and you want to get the really highly rated kids, but if you're looking at someone who's like 500th or 400th or 600th in the country, check out their offer list. That's yeah. I think that's going to do a better job of indicating exactly what other teams think uh, of a player, and, and like I said, Michigan literally offered this kid last month. Yeah, it's so the it's offer not, list and when they offered yeah. too, especially. It's yeah, not no that doubt. Michigan offered him two years ago when he was a freshman and it's like, mm-hmm. no, you know what, we're, we're going to stop recruiting you. Like, no, they offered him one month ago when they brought in all their new defensive staff. <laughs> so right, right. that should indicate to you that like this is this is a really good player. It's a, it's a nice land. And you know what? I've seen some chatter, some griping about recruiting, and that's, you know, I'm not going to oh. fault anybody who looks at, like, a class that Michigan State signed last year and was like, you know what, I wish it was better. Mel Tucker, supposed to be a recruiter, what's going on? Michigan's getting these top kids in state. Notre Dame's pulling kids. Penn State pulled kids from Detroit. I get it. A, give it time. Um, B, while I do think it is important to have a footprint in Michigan and to be able to get kids who are legitimate top 150, top 200, top 250, four-star recruits from the state, and as well, like, evaluate and find different guys that fit the program and are good players as well, I th- <laughs> building a foundation in Michigan, like, just go look at U of M. Like, you can... You can play some good ball. You can do a good job, but like if you want to win at a different level, that footprint has to expand and Georgia is a great place for it to expand. I'd rather them do better in Georgia than Michigan, even though they're in the state of Michigan. If you gave me one of those sure. states, which state do you want them to oh. recruit well at? Please. Give me Georgia a hundred times out of 100. a hundred. A few years ago, I would have said Michigan, but I've seen enough people kind of not really live up to their rating uh, recently. And yeah, and another good example is Indiana too. Like you know, that's what are they doing? They're going down south and they're getting yep. like the three star kids, like yep. the highly rated two star yep. kids, if you will, from southern states. And you tell me if that's worked out for them. I I seem to think it's worked out in Bloomington. Florida. So yeah, I mean Florida, go south. Florida. Listen, Florida. it was all fun and games when D'Antonio was here, and there was the Plan A recruits and anything that he said, you just fell in love with. I did. I still do. Like it was awesome. It definitely worked then. But times are changing, and listen, it might not work with this regime, and they're figuring that out before really they even get the. 
the ball rolling here. They've they've known that even before the plane touchdown in East Lansing that they got to go south. So hey. I'll it's, take it, baby. I'll take it. Yeah, it's important to have a footprint in the state, absolutely. But it's it's very important to move the scope wider. And like you said, Indiana, the Indiana program right now is like literally built in the state of Florida. <laughs> yep, totally. Um, all right, let's pause here for a sec. We'll come right back, and we will talk about another edition, Matt. Mm, another yeah. Roll the tanks edition. out, baby! Um, another addition from the transfer portal. Yes, a tank. Michigan State has landed a tank. First, a word from Blue Chew. Blue Chew, come on and chew that blue. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it is time to perform. And it's an online service, Matt. So there's no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it all ships right to your door in discreet packaging. It's simple. Go to bluechew.com, sign up, then you'll consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And like I said, all done online. And these licensed medical providers are going to work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. It's not cookie-cutter crap, Matt. This is legit. Right ingredient, right right strength, tailored to you. And like I said, it's in the name, Blue Chew. It is chewable. You don't have to worry about swallowing pills, which can always be a pain in the butt. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And, And we have a special deal just for our listeners. You can try Blue Chew for free. When you see when you use our promo code lockdown, one word lockdown at checkout, and you just gotta pay the five dollar shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code lockdown to receive your first month for free. Matt, built bar. Built bar. Built bar. Everyone hop online right now and get the birthday cake with sprinkles, built bars. It, I forgot it was a protein bar until maybe like five minutes after I was done <laughs> digesting it within like three bites. God, it's so good. Did so good. uh did you get a chance to try the raspberry cheesecake one yet? I have not. My my, I've been focused on the churro puff and the birthday cake ones. I'm just blowing <laughs> through those uh, immediately. The the raspberry one's pretty good as well. But we've been telling you guys about the fantastic built bars. Great tasting, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, just top of the line protein bar. But that's not what this is for. This ad is for built bar madness. Oh, let's go, baby. Let's go. It is time to find out which Bilt Bar is the best. And today we've got cookies and cream taking on coconut almond. No, don't make me choose, Will. I can't. <laughs> you have oh, to choose. No. Choose right now. Uh, cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. It's not easy. It's not easy for me. Yeah, cookies and cream. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, cookies God, and coconut cream. Coconut almond is so good, though. Cookies and cream is a, is a real strong flavor. Two good contenders there. In cookies and cream and coconut almond. You can vote by going to BuiltBar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember, when you're at BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. 
Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Matt, Michigan State. Yep, your Spartans will. Back in the portal. Let's go, Will, Tank, Brown, all name team, man. Let's go. That We got a tank. We've got a rocket in East Lansing right now. I, I, we're missing what a submarine. Is there a submarine Jones out there? Somewhere you think or no? We can we can find a sub maybe a submarine okay. pitcher on the baseball team. Oh, well, now you're talking. I, lo- I love where your head's at. That's big time. Yes. Um, Michigan State picks up a commitment from Atavion Brown. We're just going to call him Tank Tank Brown. Sure. Originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Played at Minnesota last year. Didn't play, but was at Minnesota. Took a red shirt year. Uh, and decided to enter the portal after the season. Brown was the second-highest-rated recruit in the composite rankings on 24-7, a four-star player, number 311 in the country, number 21 outside linebacker and the fifth-best player in the state of Missouri, and a four-star in just 24-7's rating as well. Matt, this is a six-foot-four, 230-pound outside linebacker sure oh, i'm that's, sorry that's I, a, I, I i i thought you want to look at yes man thing there and you're gonna go to something else i'm sorry i, I left you high and dry will i'm very sorry does there's a reason no, no, you play receiver in high school though <laughs> does that tickle your fancy yeah yes well it, listen it, just hard stop at linebacker i know that we got one in ben <laughs> summer and we, we, we already got one there I, look, keep loading up on the linebackers man uh i'm, I'm frightened with antoine simmons leaving the, the more talent you could have in that room to replace him the better and also like not just him there wasn't a lot of depth to begin with linebackers two so, guys yeah two guys that have taken snaps if you can go and find us a six foot four, two hundred thirty five pound linebacker who played a great deal of wide receiver in high school, boasting his athleticism, mm. yeah, well, I'm I'm going to be all sorts of jazzed about that. Uh, very very tough to look at Tank Brown and say, oh yeah, I guess he's okay. No, hey, former top three fifty kid in the nation, sure, yeah, we'll take you, bud. We will take you with open arms. He, uh, yeah, he's. He's a very interesting prospect, and it's essentially like adding another 2020 class kid with mm-hmm. a year of college strength conditioning added on. And that's they've done that uh, a couple of times already in the portal, right? A, a lot of the portal guys have been older, more experienced guys who've played in college, but they've also added a handful of 2020 recruits that decided to leave their school after one season, which, like I've said before, just is essentially another freshman to add into whatever class you want to call it. It's a big freshman class now because we have 2020s and 2021s are all still freshmen. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, just the more talent you can add as younger into that younger group, uh, the better. I'm not sure what his immediate impact is. Again, he's another guy, even though he's highly rated and looks like, Hey, great frame, great athletic pedigree could be something special. Still hasn't taken a snap in college. So it's it's another name that maybe there's a little bit more allure, a little bit more upside, a little bit more potential than some of the guys backing up Chase Klein and Noah Harvey at this moment, uh, but hasn't taken a snap. So I'm not sure what the contribution is right away. Still a fantastic ad, though. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of upside, and that's what we like to see in the transfer portal especially. But I just want to go back to something that you kind of mentioned in the first segment, that this year's recruiting class left a lot to be desired as far as rankings go, right? I mean, Mel Tucker had about six minutes to recruit these kids before everything shut down. You've heard us talk about it a thousand times. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. end things with the 43rd ranked class in the country. Okay, that's kind of womp womp, but... Um, I think a, a good deal of fans have realized this, but for the ones that don't, and it's fine, not everyone's just tuned into transfer portal stuff and mm-hmm. recruiting as, as us sickos are, but very hard to look at what they've done in the transfer portal with the 10 guys they've added and also think, oh, they've had the 43rd best roster improvement in the nation too. Yeah. Like, no, this is not like, I know it's the 43rd best recruiting class, but what they've done in the offseason with the transfer portal, like they have done incredible work reeling in these kids with you know the inability to um have visitors of course but Mm -hmm. also like there's a lot of kids that are being contacted by bigger schools i mean just to go back to jared horst like oklahoma contacted him after they finished their college football playoff game and said hey you want to come here it's like no i'm gonna go to east lansing like okay hey turn up all right anthony russo he had some suitors drew Drew jordan did chester kimbrough harold like all these guys i not all of them are going to be instant impact, but there are guys on here that will be instant impact guys. So it goes back to, yeah, 43rd ranked recruiting class. Not the 43rd best roster improvement, though. It is a lot better than that. Probably, hmm, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, maybe top 30 in the country. But you take that in your first year as a head coach at Michigan yeah. State after kind of the slide down that we've had in the last few years, and especially in these unprecedented times, Will. How did you yeah. do that? That makes sense. I, that made sense. I hope, right? Yeah, all except for the fact that Oklahoma did not play in the playoff last year. <laughs> yeah, shoot. It's okay, but yeah, people still. forget that. And I'm people. That's right. My bad. Yeah, and, you know, a couple of losses, but they still finished number six uh, I think in the it, country. Yeah, they won the Cotton Bowl. They they beat I, Florida I, I, in the Cotton mm-hmm. Bowl and then called Jared Horst. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> to protect their uh, potential first round quarterback. You know what it was? I think it was the uh, Big 12 championship game. And don't tell me they didn't play in that game either this year. They did. They beat Iowa State okay. in that game. I think that's what I'm thinking of then. All right, my yes. bad. Yes. No, you're good. Same difference yeah. for them. Yeah. Actually, no, not the same difference because they actually win the Big 12 championship game when they play in it. Oh! <laughs> oh. Uh, we lost two in our time there. <laughs> kind of um, got <laughs> I think even you are um, slow playing, underplaying the impact a little bit. Okay. I just didn't want to get too ahead of myself. Yeah. No, I've said they're going to add eight to 10 starters um, through the portal. And I think it's very much by choice and it's selected targets and it's not just, ah, we need a body grab. So and it's like, no, we want this guy. He fits. He's going to fit at a position of need. And they've gone out and and grabbed guys. And they've also mixed in some developmental uh, players as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm a, Super high on what they've done uh, this offseason, Matt, uh, in the portal. And it's not going to be like this every single year. This is um, because of the one-year transfer is mm-hmm. a way, and the way that D'Antonio's regime recruited, bringing in lower numbers, um, allowed them the flexibility to bring in 34 new scholarships this year. Right, yeah. And... You know, whatever it is, 20, I don't know, 20 of those, I think, 19, 20 of those are going to be from high school freshmen, and the rest are going to be portal guys. <laughs> so right. um, it's not always going to be like that, but it's a way to very quickly remold your roster. And, and they've done just that, and there's a lot of really good players that they've added 
in the portal. They also have uh, have lost some guys, Matt. Not just in the portal, but uh, did you say it was ten guys? You you counted it up, 10, ten guys. I got ten. ten new guys that we didn't know of. Even like one or two of those guys, uh, months of ten, we kind of knew about. But yeah, ten fresh faces that are not on the roster anymore. Yeah, so. Um, some of them are names that you're maybe vaguely familiar with or haven't heard, like <laughs> Jack Henricks. Sure. Or uh, Mustafa Khalifa, who had like six total snaps his, his college career. Um, some more notable names, Jordan Reed, mm-hmm. um, Matt Dotson, who the report is had another injury during workouts and decided to retire. That's unconfirmed, uh, but that's kind of the gotcha. scuttlebutt there. Um Trey Person, who played a uh, pretty decent, significant time at safety last year. Uh, who else am I missing? Uh, Larice Nelson. Larice Nelson, too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's a guy that got a lot of spin, Hurt but I feel like year. he was a guy that would always play just because it was a necessity. Like, yes. hey, we need a body out here. Uh, Larice, get on out here. Like, so he uh, yeah. hopefully lands somewhere nice. I'm sure he's a good kid and good player. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just never saw him as, like, this, oh, big impact guy, you know. And, yeah. The only one that took me a little by surprise was Trey Person. Totally, yeah. Because he played pretty decent minutes last year, but between Xavier Henderson, Darius Snow, Michael Dowell, Kendall Brooks, they brought in Michael Gravely early, so they're expecting mm-hmm. him to be able to contribute a little bit. Um, I I feel did I miss anyone? I feel like I missed the name. Uh, Flowers. Emmanuel Flowers, Flowers yeah. yeah. But, like, I, I think they'll be okay with the two safeties. They're going to use two safeties probably uh, and use more of a nickel from a corner spot. Sometimes they would use three safeties. Depends on the, the team they're playing. But I'm I'm not overly worried about safety. And Trey Person leaving, like, I think Trey was competing with Dowell and Snow probably for the other starting spot, and I would have pegged him third in that race right now. Okay. Maybe even lower because I'm pretty damn high on Kendall Brooks. Um, so I, I, I don't want to like disparage the kid, but it's not as impactful as a loss as it may seem like, oh, we lost the guy who played a ton of snaps at safety last year in defense. Like, well, I think they've got enough coming in that they feel okay. Like, yeah, we lost him, but Snow's going to get better. Dowell has a more secure role. We know Xavier Henderson's good. We brought in Kendall Brooks. Like, I'm not overly worried about his departure, and it was really the only one that I wasn't expecting to some extent. I was happy to see Luke Campbell. I, I thought Luke might hang him up because he's had a lot of injury issues. That's true. That's a good point, yeah. Um, back back injuries, right? Is that what it is for him? I'm or not sure. My injured offensive lineman mixed up. Cole Chewins had the back. I'm not sure about Luke Campbell. Um, okay. He's a really good football player when he's healthy, though, man. Um, yeah, he was their right. best lineman in 2019. Didn't play at all last year. Like, if that kid can be healthy and play a full season, we're in business, man. We are we are cooking with some some gas, some oil, some gas, whatever you want to call it. We're <laughs> cooking. Um, I'm not relying on that. I hope for his sake that he can be healthy and actually play this season. Uh, all right, let's let's pause here. We'll come right back and talk about Jaden Reed. Jaden yeah, Reed, sure, sure. And the number one. I want to get your thoughts on it because Charles Rogers means a lot to you. Sure. Oh, yeah. A lot of Spartans. Definitely. First, a word from Bet Online. Dot AG. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. 
And BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. They're truly like the kings of prop bets. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. One word, LOCKEDON, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by Home Field Apparel. Home Field Apparel. I'm wearing the uh, Dunkin' Sparty right now as we speak, there you go. actually. Yeah, great shirt. Fire shirt. I wore the hockey script uh, t-shirt today. Classic, Actually, tasteful. Yeah. You could wear that at a wedding. That, that's you that's could. like a nice little tasteful shirt there. Yeah. <laughs> Homefield makes incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. They print vintage marks. They go through old programs, yearbooks, talk to alums, people affiliated with the school to make thoughtful collegiate apparel, and it is the absolute best. Their Michigan State line dropped back in August. They've got a brand new Michigan State shirt. That came out last week, an exclusive Sparty. It's not quite Gruff Sparty, but it's kind of a Gruff Sparty. Yeah, Gruff Remix. Yeah, gruff sure. Remix. Uh, it's really sweet. Go check it out, homefieldapparel.com. And they also have shirts from you know schools of all sizes, Matt. Here in Michigan, Central, Eastern, Western, Northern, Grand Valley, Fair State, Wayne State, UDM, and Hope. Fire up, Dutch. D3, going all the way down to D3. You Let's go. absolutely love to see it right now. You can get 20% off your first purchase of Home Field Apparel gear, gear at homefieldapparel.com with the promo code on Spartans. One word on Spartans to get 20% off your first purchase. Are you ready for the NFL draft, Matt? No, no, of course not, Will. Well, then you should draw you should join the Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solek as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 20. 20- 21 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. One thing before we get to Jaden Reed. Okay. Brandon Wright. Yeah, definitely yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much is going to come of it. Like, Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of pressure to put on his shoulders. Like, hey, be an instant impact guy, a defensive end when you've been a running back your first few years here. I don't no, definitely think interesting that's... though, and I'm I'm yeah. glad they're giving him some like room and a different position to try out because, like we talked in yesterday's show, that running back room. Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, mm-hmm. You have talent at the five deep, and he was the sixth guy. Like, he was not going to be getting any touches if he was in the running yeah. back room still. Yep, yeah, it was going to be an uphill battle for him at running back and. He had experimented some with uh, with defensive end last year. This was something that came out today, uh, I think, from Tucker. It might have been Drew Beasley, but someone someone said that Wright had worked a little bit with the uh, the end guys last season. Yeah, it's it's interesting because he's a bigger running back, but he's still going to be small for a defensive end. He's somewhere around 6'2", 230, right? That's mm-hmm. an undersized guy, but... We didn't see it a ton this last season, but I think we'll see more of it. Uh, a Mel Tucker defense, a Nick Saban defense, right? Comes from the same tree. It involves the use of like a stand-up hybrid end slash linebacker. Uh, we'll call it the Jack. That's what they call it, the Jack linebacker. Sometimes it's a straight defensive end. Like if 
they're in a 4-2 against a super spread team, you can make one of the defensive ends a stand-up guy who's smaller, quicker. They did that a little bit with Chase Klein last year. And that's that's really interesting because Brandon Wright's a good athlete, especially for someone that size. He's going to bring better speed, quickness than you know the other guys in that room. He's certainly going to be smaller in a more situational kind of blitzer, get after the quarterback. But that's really intriguing. I don't know if anything's going to come of it this year, but that's uh, that's something that caught my eye when the uh, the roster was tweeted. I like, oh, Brandon Wright's a defensive end now. Okay, uh, yeah, so yeah, just definitely wanted to touch on that really quick but it's certainly an intriguing move and it's something you see all the time in college guys switching positions and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um yeah it'd be really interesting to see if he can get his uh way on the field as a defensive end because it was going to be uh pretty tough at running back matt very tough yeah and anything i remember from his running back film when he committed to michigan state was just how physical and how much of a bull he was so yeah i i, th- I think the transition to defense won't be as uh, stark of a difference for him as it would be just your everyday run-of-the-mill running back mm-hmm. all so, right i like it good luck brandon michigan state has brought back the number one. Oh, i can't believe it it's Actually, I couldn't time. believe it. Yeah, it's been a hot minute, man. I think it's been 19 years, I want to say, since anyone's worn the number one. I know it's, no one did during the D'Antonio era. I'm almost yeah. positive in saying that. Did they? Was that specifically because of Charles Rogers? So I think the reasoning was, back in the day, now someone can fact check me on this, but it was along the lines of, uh, no one deserves number one because it's like a look at me number. Yeah. I'm I'm paraphrasing to oblivion here, but it was along the lines of that. I think was the reasoning, and it was also kind of like the quasi retirement of the Charles Rogers yeah. number. So it was the reasoning was the oh look at me whatever. Even though no one wore it at the later years of the John L era, mm-hmm. um, but it kind of just morphed into that Charles Rogers thing. Yeah. So when Charles Rogers was doing his thing and East Lansing. When he 211 was, yards per game. Yep. Yes. When he was just as good as it gets. Literally as good yeah. as it gets. And at that point in my life, I was middle school age. I wasn't paying any attention to college football. It just wasn't like not not Michigan, not Michigan State, not even mm-hmm. like NFL. Like football wasn't even a thing in my life at that point. You, on the other hand, yeah, you, I've, I've been you, like this for a while, yeah. You grew up <laughs> yeah. watching Charles Rogers shred teams. You grew up as yeah. like, with a program that was like, meh, but oh, you had Chuck. Oh, Matt's putting it kindly. Yeah. You had, <laughs> right? but, but you had Chuck. Yeah. Um. So he means a lot more to you than he does to me. I'm curious to get your thoughts when you saw that tweet. Like, they're bringing the number one back. Jaden Reed's going to wear it as a receiver. What were your thoughts? Yeah, in a word, I was like, interesting. And, like, I don't know if I mean that in a good or a bad way necessarily. Like, that is, like, legitimately interesting. It's been, I think, what, 18, 19 years since that number has been worn by a Spartan. I just figured it was kind of just the unwritten rule. No matter who was the head coach, that no one wear number one. But, hey, I, fine, go for it. I mean, bring it back. Enough time has passed. He's not actually in the ring of honor. Um, I think they are respectful of him. If you went on social media, you saw the video announcement. They made sure to oh, give yeah. Charles Rogers many a shout-out. Like, there's there's no you sweeping under the rug like, oh, yeah, let's just act like, you know, it's 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 back and no one wore it before. Like, no, they're, they're being respectful to Charles Rogers. Um, I don't know if they're going to go as far as, like, putting the, the patch 
on the jersey with Charles Rogers' name like uh, Michigan did a few years ago in the, the mm-hmm. what was it, the Hoke era or what have you. But, no, yeah. I think it's interesting. I guess, like, the, the only, like, old crotchety man take I could have from this is – you you better show up and perform, man. Like you you've you've got to really back this up. You want the number one. You yeah. want the Charles Rogers number. I, we can't have you just out there end of the season with oh 158 yards, one catch for. T- and listen, like I, Jaden Reed's going to be the guy that would do that, right? If there's anyone on the team, it's either Jalen Naylor or Jaden Reed. Uh, last year, Jalen Naylor was the top receiving yards guy, uh, top touchdown receiver for the Spartans. But hey, Jaden Reed, dynamite athlete, very exciting. If you're going to have anyone a number one, it's it's got to be so an electric, right? So, hey, yes. if Reed's the guy, go for it. It's almost like the number 10 in soccer. Number 10 always goes to the flashiest and best <laughs> yeah. player, the goal scorer. Like, the, the number, number one is going to have to go to the flashiest and most exciting receiver on the field. And, yeah, I think it's Jaden Reed. So, I mean, it's 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 cool. Listen, it's cool to me that it's back. Um, I think they're being respectful about it and, and whatnot. But also at the same time, ho, ho. You cannot let that number down. That's that, that's a lot of pressure to put on your shoulders. So uh, get, go get them, Reed. Go get them. We'll be rooting for you, bud. They're so, big shoes. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. are, they are those big are shoes. Quite, shoes that are literally impossible to fill. There's no chance in Oh, the anything that, short of a Heisman isn't filling yeah. those shoes in, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. So, yeah, you, you can't do a Devin Gardner. <laughs> No, please. <laughs> Actually, yeah. That was hilarious watching him get pummeled wearing the number 98 out there. <laughs> at yeah, least at least one makes sense. Uh, at least at least one makes sense on a receiver. 98 on a quarterback was tough. Um, Especially playing as bad as he did in key games, man. <laughs> like, if yeah. you're going to wear 98, you better ball out. They're like, not there are a lot of programs around the country. It's very popular in college, like number seven at LSU, um, that it's special and meaningful to wear a number. Mm-hmm. And you can't really retire jerseys in college because if you retire like seven of them, you've got 110 kids to put uniforms on. Like You, you already running. have duplicate numbers to begin yes. with. <laughs> yeah. You're running out of numbers quick. And if you retire, like, multiple guys in the 20, you're like, all right, we ha- we don't have any room for, like, running backs. Yeah, can only this is my running back number 57. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here he is. 49 and 2. Like, those are the yeah. only running back numbers we have. Um, So I like the idea of keeping it alive, keeping it in use, so long as, like you said, it is done A to a deserving player. Like you should have to have a really big season or be proven to be a good player before you can wear number one. Mm-hmm. Fair. And B, you better be really good. You like yeah. you better have a good season while wearing it. It's not like they're gonna like rip it off mid season, like, ah, oh, he's no longer number one, but <laughs> Right, yeah. That that would make me a little like eh, nervous. Like, but again, I I don't care about it as much as you. Number one is a very cool. It's a an objectively cool number. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's D one. Correct. Yeah. Um, my high school team, no one was allowed to be number one. <laughs> hey, I get it, man. A little, I mean, old, it's... a little old fashioned. Um, sure. But yeah, I'm. I'm glad that they brought it back. I liked how they did it with the videos of Charles Rogers mixed in there with Jaden Reed highlights. He tweeted out, rest in peace, Charles Rogers, when they dropped the video. 
Mm-hmm. I just think it's cool, and I think they obviously understand what that number means to Michigan State football. Yeah. And this is how they're going to pay respect to it, and I appreciate that. Like, If you're not going to retire it, which you don't have to, that's fine. Maybe put a chuck patch on there. But, yeah, I, I'm cool with it, and I thought it's a nice touch. And, yeah, hopefully Jaden Reed uh, balls out in it. That would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, at the end, that's it, right? Like, they are acknowledging how big of a like like a thing this yes. is. I mean, Jaden Reed, like, he didn't know Charles Rogers was growing up. I mean, come on. I mean, he, he probably caught one of him when he got to Michigan State, but still, like, it's it's – Definitely he you was, feel the understanding that, he hey. He was born while Charles Rogers was playing. Correct, right. I mean, so, but yeah, even though it's been 18, 19, however many years it's been since um he played, I'm bad at mental math. Uh, they, they, they're still making a nod to it, which is cool. So, hey, yeah, I, I can't be up in arms about it. So just, just play good. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us here on Lockdown Spartans. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday. With yeah. maybe some more football talk. Basketball ain't playing. They're not playing against Alabama this week. Interesting names in the transfer portal. Maybe we'll uh, have some news. There's a whole lot of things going on in the basketball world. The silly season is getting up and running. But either way, we'll figure something out. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, trivia. Uh, well, I, unfortunately, it's just a fact here today, but yeah. it is a friend of the program fact. Uh, today is uh, March 24th. It's a Wednesday. Former Spartans quarterback Kirk Cousins completed an NFL record 74.7% of his pass attempts at home during the 2015 season. His longest completion that year was four yards. Uh, it was four yards. <laughs> no, I love you, Kirk. I'm sure you're listening to the podcast. Uh, hope all is well. All right, guys. Go green.